Welcome to Big Time Basketball, the basketball segment of the Fantasy Fanatics podcast. I'm your host once again, James, and I'm joined once again by Metti and Nate. What's up, boys? So, hey, oh. All right. In today's episode, uh, we're just going to take a look at all of the games from Tuesday night. We'll talk about some of the main headlines there from around the NBA. And uh, we'll just jump right into the fantasy pickups for the week for fantasy basketball. It's a the playoffs in fantasy. So we'll definitely get you some good pickups for that. And then, yeah, uh, we'll take a look at the preview for Thursday's game. So how does that sound? Sounds good. Yep. All right. Let's get right into it. Uh, we'll start uh, with the NBA slate from Tuesday night. A lot of big uh, games there. A lot of great action. Uh, we'll start with the first one. Uh, this is pretty crazy. Uh, the Golden State Warriors, they've been without Steph Curry for a little bit. They get upset by the Orlando Magic, 94 to 90. Uh, great effort from the Magic here. Wendell Carter led them with 19 points. We had Jordan Poole leading the Warriors with 26. And then Wendell Carter also had eight rebounds to lead the Magic, while Otto Porter had 15. Uh, and then RJ Hampton had five assists to lead the Magic, while Draymond Green had seven. I guess, Nate, let me get to you on this first. I guess, what are your thoughts on Orlando? They've been getting a lot of upsets recently. Yeah, the Magic have been um, playing some really good basketball, putting um, a lot of effort to upset some teams. Um, It doesn't look like Steph Curry was playing this game, but um, the Warriors still have a lot of good players in Draymond Green, Andrew Wiggins, Clayton Thompson. So I think this is still a pretty good win by the Magic. Yeah, I mean, uh, Orlando, they've seemed to turn things around. Obviously, they're too far to make the playoffs. But, yeah, they've been looking pretty solid as of late. I guess Metail bounced to you. Golden State, they haven't had Steph Curry. Um, they've been struggling. Even Draymond Green called out the team about it. I guess what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, they're definitely struggling. Currently on a three-game losing streak. They're four and six in their last ten. So, yeah, it's not looking too good right now. and. You can't blame Draymond for calling calling uh, his team out as, yeah, uh, if you're losing to the Orlando Magic, I know you don't have Curry, but, yeah, that's definitely worth calling your team out over as, like you said, they're too far to make the playoffs at this point. They're 14th in the Eastern Conference, so even without their best player, you you expect them to win a game like this. Yeah, I definitely agree. The Warriors definitely have, I guess, a lot to turn around. Um, Nate, I guess I'll just get back to you. I guess, um, do you think the Warriors can sort of turn things around or do you think they need to get Curry back for that to happen? It's going to depend. I think they can definitely turn things around against um, lower tier teams like the Magic and even some like mid-tier teams. When it comes to upper tier teams, it's going to be a bit of a toss-up because Curry is kind of like their their main engine for the entire offense. So if you're going to beat a team like the Bucks, I think having Curry in your roster is going to be your best bet. Yeah, I definitely agree. Uh, it's going to be a tough sledding for the Warriors coming up until they get Curry back. Um, we'll move now to the next game. 
And yeah, this is a pretty big game. It was the Atlanta Hawks at the New York Knicks. Obviously, we know about their playoff series from last season. The Hawks get a big win at MSG, 117 to 111. And obviously, Trey Young is a big part of that. He led the Hawks with 45 points. RJ Barrett had 30 to lead the Knicks. Um, Danilo Gallinari had 10 rebounds to lead the Hawks, while RJ Barrett had 13 to lead the Knicks. And then Trey Young had eight assists to lead the Hawks. And Evan Fournier had four to lead the Knicks. I guess, Mette, I'll start with you. Uh, Trey Young being called the king of MSG. I guess, what are your thoughts on this win? Yeah, uh, great win. And he definitely looks like the king of MSG. As It feels like whenever these two teams are playing, especially in New York, yeah, uh, Trey Young has a lot of performances like he did last night, 45 points. And yeah, it's just very impressive. It's kind of like reminding me a little bit about Le- uh, LeBron and Toronto, but it's obviously hasn't gotten to that level yet. Yeah, well, it's gotten a lot of media attention and fan attention for sure. So I think uh, if he keeps playing this way, it definitely can get to that level. I guess, Nate, I'll bounce to you on the Knicks. No Julius Randle in them for this one. Um, yeah, they've struggled for most of the season. I guess, what are your thoughts on the Knicks? I guess they've just kind of had an unfortunate season, which I guess what adds to the, to how unfortunate it is, is they had a, a pretty good playoff run. So obviously they're expecting um, a similar level of performance this year, but currently they're 12th in the East. So they're, they're not even at 500. So um, hopefully they turn things around. Yeah, that's one thing I noticed about the Knicks. Uh, everyone had high expectations for them coming into the season. And whether it was just injuries or whatever it was, they kind of, they've just seemed like a letdown most of the year. And then, of course, you got Atlanta coming in who have been hot recently. And then they just come in and they just get a big win at the Garden. Um, I believe the Knicks had the lead for a lot of this game and then the Hawks did have a comeback there. So it's a really solid win for them. Uh, the next game here was a blowout. The Milwaukee Bucks taking care of business against the Chicago Bulls, 126 to 98. Uh, we have Drew Holiday leading the Bucks with 27 points. And we have Nikola Vucevic leading the Bulls with 22. Uh, in terms of uh, rebounds, Yanis and Tedekumpo with 17 for the Bucks, while uh, Vucevic had seven to lead the Bulls. And then for assists, both Drew Holiday and Zach Levine had seven assists to lead their respective teams. Um, I guess, Nate, I'll get to you on Milwaukee. Uh, I know last week we talked about them getting all of their injured players back and them looking more solid. Um, I guess what are your thoughts on them beating a Bulls team? I know they've been slumping a little bit, but they are still a pretty good team. I guess what are your thoughts on that? I mean, being able to beat a team like the Bulls is still fairly impressive. I know they're missing um, Lonzo Ball still, and they're not really fully healthy yet. They did get um, Caruso back, so they're a little more healthy. But I guess without Lonzo, it's hard to guard a team uh, like the Bucks. But um, the Bucks have been uh, really good just this entire entire season. They've had uh, multiple wins. They're about I think they're at forty five wins now. They're number two in the East, and they're a pretty tough matchup for pretty much um, any team. Yeah, I definitely agree. Uh, the Bucks, they've been really solid. Um, I still think they can get to that first seed in the East. We'll definitely see if they can catch Miami. But uh, Mete, I want to bounce to you. Chicago's been struggling lately. They lost this game. They're 3-7 and seven in their last 10. 
Now, obviously, they did get back Patrick Williams, but they still don't have Lonzo Ball in their lineup. I guess just give me your overall thoughts on this Bulls team heading into the playoffs. Yeah, a couple weeks ago, I was way higher on them during that uh, stretch where DeMar was dropping 30-plus points. But lately, like you said, they've been really struggling. So it has kind of like changed my expectations for them, especially since they're still winless against the top three team in the league. So, yeah, that's that's a really tough like statistic as well, since in the playoffs, you're playing good teams only and you got to win. So, yeah, uh, right now, I'd say it's not looking too good for them. They would even play the Celtics if the playoffs started today. So that's a pretty tough matchup as the Celtics are one of, if not the hottest team in the league right now. So, yeah, uh, right now I'm a little like, uh, how should I say it? I'm not really expecting too much from them in the playoffs unless the seedings change. Yeah, I think if the somehow got Lonzo back they'd probably be a bigger threat but just the way the Celtics are playing right now they're just uh, I think I saw a stat they're like what 22 and 4 since the new year since the all-star break something crazy like that uh Celtics have been playing out of their minds so yeah it would be really tough for Chicago especially the way they're playing they definitely need to get things turned around as soon as possible um we'll move on to the final game from the Tuesday slate the Denver Nuggets being the LA Clippers 127 to 115 of course, Nikola Jokic leads them in all major categories, 30 points, 14 rebounds, six assists. He's been playing lights out almost every single game. Uh, we have Terrence Mann leading the Clippers with 24 points. Uh, he also had eight rebounds to lead the Clippers, and Reggie Jackson had six assists to lead the Clippers. Um, Mette, I'll get right back to you. Um, the Nuggets, they've been playing so well. Um, I believe they extended their coach. Uh Jokic has been playing at an MVP level. I guess just give me your overall thoughts on the Nuggets and what's going on with them. Yeah, uh, I've been saying this pretty much the whole year, and it's just been a super impressive season for me, for the Nuggets. They're without their two top guys in Michael Porter Jr. and Jamal Murray. So, yeah, it is Jokic mainly who was the MVP last season, but still, it's really impressive how they're doing this as his second best player on the team probably would be like Will Barton, Aaron Gordon, something like that, which yeah, they're, they're good role players, but they're pretty, they're just that, you know, they're role players. So yeah. Uh, Carl Malone definitely deserved that uh, contract extension. He's done a great job this season. Jokic for sure is an MVP candidate. He's been carrying this team all season and yeah, it's just been a super impressive season for the Nuggets. I'm excited to see what they can do in the playoffs, especially since Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr. are expected back. Yeah, the Nuggets are definitely looking solid right now, and they'll look even more solid with those two players back. I guess speaking of a team that needs to get their two big players back, uh, the LA Clippers, they take a loss in this game. I guess, Nate, I'll get to you. Um, I feel like this team, they're they're good enough to beat, uh, I guess, most of the teams below them, but I guess they'll need guys like Paul George and Kawhi if they want an extended run in the playoffs. I guess, what are your thoughts on them? I kind of agree with that. Um, I think that the Clippers are playing 
they're basically punching way above their weight. Um, they don't have the, the they don't have three of their best players in uh, I guess Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, and uh, Norman Powell, who's supposed to be an additional um, depth piece who gives like score. He's good, good, good score. He's a good defender and he can shoot the three pretty well. But all three are injured at the moment, and the Clippers um, still manage to stay um, eighth in the West, which is really impressive. So it's basically just uh, next man up the the team in the Clippers right now. Yeah, it's been pretty much that way for most of the season. I know they had to make some moves there at the deadline to try and get more depth because a lot of their depth is banged up. But yeah, they've done a good job staying in the race. And um, yeah, we'll definitely have to see um, who they get back in time for the playoffs as if they get most of their team back, they're definitely a team that can go on a run. Um, now we'll get to Wednesday. Most of the games are either in progress or they're about to start. But we'll just take a look at some of the teams here. Um, I guess, Mete, I'll get to you first. I guess, what are your thoughts on the Knicks' chances in this back-to-back situation of actually getting a win here? Uh, they're up one right now, but I still I still think the, the Hornets should win this pretty convincingly. Like you said, they're on a back-to-back. They're on the road. And I don't know. I just feel like the season's pretty much done for them as they're like, five games something like that back of a playing spot so yeah i expect the hornets to win this game yeah i think the hornets also are in a playing spot if i'm not mistaken so that's definitely something they want to hold on to um yeah they're currently in the ninth seed they won five games in a row heading into this one so hornets have been pretty hot i definitely think that they can keep it up they are down by four right now as we speak so they're definitely going to have to uh, I guess, put up a lot of points in the next three quarters. Um, also, the Hawks are on a back-to-back. They're up on the Pistons. Um, I guess, Nate, I'll get to you on Detroit. They've actually been playing uh, pretty good as well, um, I guess, considering where they are in the East. I guess, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I kind of um, like what Detroit's been doing um, in terms of their overall performance for the season. They, necessarily, they haven't necessarily done the best. They're at 15th, but... Um, they're still a team that's trying to develop, and they've had some pretty surprising upsets so far. Yeah, I definitely agree. Uh, this is definitely a team uh, that should be evaluating a lot of their players. And they have been playing well. Guys like Jeremy Grant, Kate Cunningham, Isaiah Stewart uh, definitely been really solid for them. Uh, so hopefully uh, we can see some of their, I guess, main pieces sort of develop. Uh the next matchup is uh, Sacramento Kings at the Indiana Pacers. This is a, a match of the, the big trade here uh, where Sabonis went uh, to Sacramento uh, for Tyrese Halliburton and uh, I guess a, a bunch of uh, other players. Um, I guess, Matty, I'll start with you first. It doesn't look like Sabonis is in for this game. I think he's expected to miss at least like four or five games. Um, I, I guess what are your thoughts on the trade and I guess these two teams matching up? Yeah, exactly. Sabonis is out. So I don't like the Kings' chances, even though they're up right now. Uh, About the trade, I think the Pacers won that, and I think they win this game too. Yeah, hopefully Halliburton can sort of get a lot of points on the board as sort of a revenge-type narrative. I guess, Nate, what are your thoughts on these two teams and I guess that trade? Um, I think the trade was pretty good for the Pacers. Uh, for the Kings, I'm not sure 
why they traded for Sabonis because their situation is um, a little bit different. I think that if they try to, I guess, draft um, a potential big man, that probably would have worked out better for them, but they decided to trade for Sabonis. So the only question is, in the next few years, can they make a deep playoff run? Yeah, they're definitely going to have to uh, fix something because for the past few years, it hasn't worked out. Definitely making the trade has shaken things up a little bit, but yeah, hopefully uh, they can sort of get that back on track. Uh, moving on to the next games, just getting underway, Utah Jazz at the Boston Celtics. Uh, we've talked about how hot Boston's been over the past couple weeks, but I think the Jazz, they've been slipping up a little bit. I guess, Nate, what are your thoughts on that? Do you think they can bounce back here? Well, hopefully. I think that um, Gobert is a really good rebounder, and I find that uh, teams that can't really keep up with um, Gobert in the paint, they tend to struggle against the Jazz. So um, if I guess if Robert Williams is playing a little bit off, then the Jazz might be able to win this. Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely agree. Pretty much hit it right on the head there. Uh, Boston has been one of the top teams, so I uh, will definitely see what they can do in this game. Um, uh, and then we have the Warriors heading to Miami to take on the Heat. Um, I guess, Mete, I'll get to you on this one. Miami, they're first right now in the East. I mean, uh, they've been doing it all year, players in and out of the lineup. I don't know. What are your thoughts on their championship chances for this year? Uh, I would say... They're definitely one of the top teams in the East, for sure, as they are the one seed. But I don't know. I think I would rank them, like, third in terms of who I'm expecting to come out of the East. I have Brooklyn as number one. They just dropped the vaccine mandate. So, yeah, Kyrie Irving, he's going to be playing home games again. Then Milwaukee Bucks second, as they are the reigning champs. and then. Yeah, they, they're like almost third for me, actually. Now that I think about it, the 76ers and the Celtics are really close with the Heat, too, I think. So, yeah, they're around, they're around like the third team I'd expect to make the finals out of these. Yeah, I guess as a follow-up question, do you think that if they don't get there this year, maybe another off-season addition, like maybe a Bradley Beal or something would put them over the top? Yeah, definitely. If they can get Bradley Beal, I've seen that report as well. Uh, that would be a great addition as they've got great depth already. And yeah, adding another player like Beal, a certified number one option would just help them out even more. I guess, Nate, I'll bounce to you. What are your thoughts on, I guess, Miami's chances this year and I guess adding a, another potential star like Beal in the summer? I mean, if they added Beal in the summer, it'd pretty much be a borderline super team, if not a super team outright. But I think it would also kind of kill their cap space. So they'd probably be in a position where their starting five is amazing, but it's going to be hard for them to kind of hold on to their depth. Yeah, I definitely agree. Uh, it's going to be tough to get to sort of roster a bench as well. Um, but yeah, I definitely think they're contenders this year, just assuming they can stay healthy. Uh, we've seen how solid they are all year. Obviously, 
Bucks, they've looked great. Celtics have as well. You guys talked about the Sixers. Um, obviously, uh, the Brooklyn Nets as well. I guess who we'll get to now. They're just about to tip off with the Memphis Grizzlies. Obviously, we talked uh, about the Grizzlies. Uh, John Morant is not in the lineup for this game. Uh, they have been playing well, though. They're second in the West as we speak. Uh, but I'll get back to Brooklyn. And I guess, Nate, I'll start with you. They've announced that Kyrie's now able to play home games starting Thursday. I guess, what are your thoughts on this and how this affects Brooklyn going forward? I think it's uh, great for Brooklyn because they're basically now at full strength. They've been having to play home games without um, a full roster. So now with Kyrie Irving able to play, it's going to be a lot easier for them to kind of uh, jump up um, in the seedings. I think currently they're at eight, but in terms of the strength of their roster, they should be way higher than that. So they could easily jump up to fifth, depending on how they um, finish the rest of their games. Yeah, I definitely agree. And I guess, Mette, I'll get to you, I guess, with Kyrie playing every game. And if they get Ben Simmons back, I guess, what's the ceiling of this team? Yeah, definitely a championship. And a lot of people are saying they're going to need some time to gel. And I agree with that. But at the same time, these guys are so talented that I don't know. It's just kind of hard to pick against them, even though they're the eighth seed. They got to play in the play-in tournament, most likely. But yeah, I just think, like I said, there's just too much talent here. And yeah, uh, the vaccine mandate lifting definitely helps them out. So don't sleep on the nets just because they're an eighth seed. Yeah, they could even get a huge upset in the playoffs if they're like a bottom three seed there in the East. They can definitely um, surprise a lot of people. Um, I guess the the next matchup, the Phoenix Suns are in Minnesota to take on the Wolves, who actually have been pretty hot. Um, the Suns won't be getting back Chris Paul for this game, but it looks like he's coming back soon. I guess, Mete, what are your thoughts on Phoenix uh, getting Chris Paul? Yeah, that's, a, that's great for them. I think he was expected to miss like, six to eight weeks from when his injury happened. So it feels like he was on like the shorter side of that, probably like six weeks. So that's great. And yeah, they definitely need him for the playoffs as they haven't been as dominant. Well, now that I say that they've won five in a row, they're eight of two in their last time, but like, I don't know. It's, they have been nice lately, but you still prefer them with Chris Paul as He's a great leader everywhere he's went to. He's just made the teams better. So, yeah, uh, that definitely helps them out for sure. Yeah, speaking of eight and two in their last 10, that's Minnesota as well. They've been so hot. I guess, Nate, what are your thoughts on this team and their chances heading into the playoffs? I think that the Timberwolves, they can be a pretty decent dark uh, dark horse um, this postseason. Um, they've, taken, they've really taken a step up, so... It's, I'm really glad to see um, the Timberwolves basically proving everyone wrong. I think um, people have gotten used to the Timberwolves having kind of subpar um, seat, I guess, regular season performances. So um, they decided to kind of prove everyone wrong and that uh, they do have a winner's mentality. So congrats to the Timberwolves. Yeah, this is a big surprise considering how we saw them at the beginning of the season. Uh, we sort of said they're on the come up, but we really didn't expect them to make a huge jump the way they did. So, um, yeah, they've been they've been playing really great. Hopefully they can keep it up heading into the playoffs. 
Uh, we've got the Orlando Magic at the OKC Thunder. Uh, these are two teams that really have no business being anywhere near the playoffs, and it, it sort of shows by their record, sort of developing a lot of their young guys. Um, that's pretty much what it's going to be about in this game, as well as looking at the Rockets who are heading into Dallas. Um, I guess, Mete, what are your thoughts on, I guess, the way Dallas has played after the deadline? Yeah, they're playing pretty good, and I won't lie, I was not expecting them to become even better after that Przingis trade. I thought they lost that trade as Dinwiddie, he is a great player, but he was struggling this year. So, yeah, props on them for making that deal happen as it looked pretty risky in my opinion, but definitely paid off for them. Dinwiddie's playing much better too. So I guess him like finding a new location was just what he needed. Yeah, I definitely agree. Uh, it seems like they addressed sort of the needs of their roster and it sort of paid off. Uh, I guess it's not always about the the player. Sometimes it's about the position and, and they address that, which is great. And yeah, they're looking really good heading into the playoffs. Uh, we got the Philadelphia 76ers heading in to face the LA Lakers. That one will be starting soon. Um, yeah, the Clippers, or sorry, the, the Sixers, they've been so hot lately. Um, ever since getting James Harden, uh, they're now third in the East. They're playing good ball. Um, and they're going up against a Lakers team. I mean, they've been so up and down all year. Um, honestly, you don't even know what kind of effort you're going to get on a nightly basis. I guess, Nate, I'll get to you. I guess, what are your thoughts on the Lakers, I guess, sort of heading towards uh, the play-in? I mean, I'm not really too confident in the Lakers, to be honest. Um, just in their regular season performances, um, they've been coming up short repeatedly. Um, they've been basically putting all the load on LeBron James as usually what that's usually what happens on LeBron James teams. But I think that um, the rest of the team kind of has to um, help them out as well. So I think there's um, a few chemistry issues on the team, just kind of like fit issues. So hopefully they kind of resolve that before the playoff, the play-in happens. Yeah, I definitely agree. They're, they've definitely just been so inconsistent. Um, the games they should be winning, sometimes they're not even winning. And then games that they, you know, they might be in tight, they end up getting blown out. Um, yeah, they definitely have a lot of things to address. Um, I guess moving on to the, the final game uh, that's just about to start, uh, it's the San Antonio Spurs at the Portland Trail Blazers. Um, obviously, Damian Lillard has been ruled out for the remainder of the season. Yusef Nurkic is also on the IR for the Blazers. Their season's pretty much done. And I mean, for the Spurs, they're going to have to go on some kind of run if they even want to get into the play. And I guess, Mete, um, starting with the Blazers, I guess, what are your thoughts on everything that's gone on around this team? Yeah, I'm kind of glad they're shutting down Lillard as they don't have much to play for. And there's actually been some, like, great plays from them recently or players playing great lately as Justice Winslow, who's a part of the Norman Powell trade, has been great for them. Josh Hart, he's I think he scored a career high like 45 a week or two ago. So, yeah, that was great to see. Even guys like Trendon Wofford, Brandon Williams, like guys who weren't playing earlier on in the year we're playing now because of injury uh it's just great to see as they definitely have some talent in that roster so 
it was a tough season for them, but at least they were able to uh, figure out some of the young players with talent. Yeah, I mean, uh, they've just been, you know, rotating in and out young guys. I definitely agree with you on Josh Hart. He's been really solid. Um, I guess, Nate, I'll bounce to you on the Spurs team. They're two games behind the play-in, the, the final spot in the play-in in the West. Uh, do you think this team has a chance to go on a run and sort of catch up to the Pelicans? It's going to be tough. Um, they're basically going to have to play their best basketball and hope that the other play-in hopefuls uh, go on a losing streak. So um, I guess their chances are pretty much up to chance at this point. Yeah, they're going to have to go on some kind of a run. Um, I mean, it does help that uh, the Pelicans won't be getting Zion back for the rest of the season, but uh, even then, they still have some good players, CJ McCollum, uh, among others. So, yeah, it's definitely going to be tough for the Spurs as they're a pretty young team. Uh, they haven't been able to win a, on a, in a consistent basis. So, um, yeah, uh, it's most likely going to be next year for this team. Um, and yeah, we've pretty much taken a look at, at most of the news around the league surrounding most of the games that have been going on both Tuesday and Wednesday. So let's just move right into the pickups for the fantasy basketball playoffs. I think there's about two or three wet weeks left in the playoffs, depending on the league that you play in. We definitely want to get you some pickups for that. Uh, Mete, let me start with you. I guess, who's your guard pickup for the week? For guard, I went with Trey Mann of the Oklahoma City Thunder. And he's sitting at 34% rostered point guard and shooting guard eligible. I recommended him like a month ago or something. And yeah, lately his playing time is way up again. He's seen, he's seen 28 plus minutes in his last seven games or so. So yeah, a lot of playing time. He just hit a career high seven threes. 35 points and that was a the thunder rookie record for points so yeah he's he's a guy who can give you a lot of threes points pretty good rebounder as well for a guard and he's decent for assists as well so if you need a guard definitely take a look at Trey man he's seeing a lot of minutes lately all right, and I guess my guard pickup for the week is Tyus Jones point guard for the Memphis Grizzlies um, he's only around 10% rostered, but I guess if you're a John Morant owner, uh, you definitely need to pick this guy up for however long Morant is out. He's going to be the starting point guard for the Grizzlies. Um, in, in his most recent game, uh, he played over 30 minutes. Um, he had 50% uh, shooting percentage, perfect free throw, two threes, 13 points, three rebounds, seven assists, one steal. I mean, he's covering a lot of the major categories for point guards. So, um, assuming Morant gets ruled out uh, in back-to-back -back games coming up. Um, yeah, he's definitely a guy you need to be picking up and starting, especially if you're a Morant owner, as um, this could be your final week in the playoffs if you don't have John Morant. So um, yeah, definitely roll this guy in as sort of your replacement, and he's going to be pretty solid. Um, Nate, I'll get to you. Who do you have at guard this week? I think at guard, um, you can maybe uh, add Alex Caruso to your bench. And then you can kind of start start him from there. Um, he's been having some uh, really good um, assist numbers. He's had um, six assists twice in the past two games. Um, his turnover rate is pretty low. He gets at least one steal a game. Um, he gets a decent amount of rebounds for a point guard. 
his shooting hasn't really been the best, but he's mainly um, a defensive point guard who likes to dis- distribute. So if you need assists and you need steals, then and you want a low turnover rate, you can definitely look at Alex Crusoe. All right. And uh, Mete, I'll get to you for forward. So who's your forward pickup for the week? Well, forward, I went with Tory Craig of the Phoenix Suns. 18% rostered, and he's shooting guard, small forward, and power forward eligible. And yeah, you love to see the three positions. He's seen 30-plus minutes in his last three games as the Suns are going through some injuries right now. And yeah, he's a, he like he's not like particularly great at one thing, I'd say, outside of steals maybe. But he's a guy who can do a lot of things. Can get you a couple of threes, some decent points, pretty good rebounder, and even assists. He's not a bad source for that. So, yeah, uh, if you need like a versatile player who's super low uh, rostered, if you're like in a deep league, Tory Craig is definitely worth a look. All right, and yeah, I like try eligible players, so I'll give one now as well for forward. I have Precious Achua from the Toronto Raptors. He's around 30% rostered. Um, he's definitely been one of the more solid players for the Raptors this year. Um, he had one down game in that loss against Chicago, but previously uh, he was averaging around 18 points per game in his three games before that, um, and he was averaging close to eight rebounds as well. Um, as well as getting at least one assist per game and at least one three-pointer per game. So uh, he's gotten a lot of category coverage there. Um, He's definitely someone you should be taking a look at. He's more of a shallow league pickup now, but he has been solid and he's been getting a lot of starts as well. So he's definitely someone you want to be adding into your lineup as he regularly sees games of over 30 minutes. Uh, Nate, I'll bounce to you. Who's your forward for the week? Uh, I guess I'll mention two guys for forward. Um, they're both kind of deep league guys. So I'll start with Pat Connaughton. Um, he's a great shooter for the Milwaukee Bucks. Um, he's been played two games since he was back, but um, he's had really good percentages so far, shoots a lot of threes, um, gets a decent amount of points. So those are kind of his um, main things. So if you need those, you can kind of take a look at him. And then I guess for my second forward, you can maybe take a look at Ben McLemore for a really deep leagues. Um, as long as Josh Hart is out, you can kind of, um, I guess, um, add him as well. Uh, he's not necessarily the best in terms of percentages, but he's been getting enough volume to get uh, double digits and points. Uh, he gets some rebounds. He gets a little bit of assists and steals. He's gotten, I guess, two blocks in the last three games, but um, he's mostly a volume scorer. So if you need that, you can take a look at him as well. All right, and uh, we'll move to centers now. Mete, who do you have for this week? For center, I went with Brooke Lopez of the Milwaukee Bucks. He's only got center eligibility, which sucks, but yeah, he's sitting at 45% roster. Definitely uh, should be picked up if he's on your waiver wire. And yeah, he just came back like last week. First two games, he only saw 15 minutes, but last two games, he started both of them, and he's seen 20-plus, so they're ramping him up. And, yeah, you just expect threes, points, and blocks from this guy as he's one of the best shot blockers in the league. 
great shooter as well. He can give you free throw numbers. But everything outside of that, I'd say is a bonus as he'll probably grab like five rebounds. So, yeah, if you need threes, uh, points, blocks, free throw percentage, and a center, you definitely got to pick up for Kofas. All right, and I'll get to my center pickup for the week. I have Drew Eubanks uh, from the Portland Trail Blazers. He's uh, power forward and center eligible. Um, he's now close to 50% rostered as um, I guess uh, all of the games with big minutes he's been getting uh, over 30 plus almost every game for the Blazers has made people want to pick him up. So he's only available in shallow leagues now, but he's still really solid. I mean, he averages, not even averages, he gets at least 10 points every game. At least he has over his past six. It's multiple double doubles in there. Um, he's gotten games of three or more assists three times in that span. Uh, he gets steals, he gets blocks, and he's pretty much perfect on his free throw as well. So he's definitely a guy that's solid across the board. Definitely go at him as Portland's pretty much uh, missing most of their big stars, and he's been getting a lot of minutes. So, yeah, definitely a must-add for center. And then, Nate, I'll just get to you. Who's your center for the week? I guess I'll add two centers as well. Um, I'll start off with uh, JaVale McGee. Um, he's had some really good percentages. Um, he's had some good free throw percentages too. He gets points, he gets rebounds. So if you need um, any of those, you can definitely take a look at Jafil McGee. And I think in like uh, really deep leagues, you can take a look at DeMarcus Cousins. He doesn't get the most minutes, but his uh, field goal percentages have uh, been all right. Um, his free throws have been pretty decent for, for a center. He gets a couple of threes. Um, he gets a decent amount of points for the minutes that he plays. He gets a decent amount of rebounds. He gets a little bit of assist as well, and, he, and he's been getting some blocks. So if you need any of those, you can take a look at uh, DeMarcus Cousins. For sure. And, yeah, uh, great picks there for the fantasy basketball playoffs. Um, so, yeah, we're just going to move right into the uh, Thursday game slate. I uh, will take a look at some of these games and I guess project uh, who we think will win each game. And we'll start with the first game. It's the Cleveland Cavaliers at the Toronto Raptors. looks like the Raptors are favored by four points here. I guess, Metti, I'm going to start with you. Raptors at home favored by four. I guess, uh, do you like them in this game? Yeah, it's a huge game as Raptors are one game back of sixth place. It's the final seed to avoid play-in. So... I do think the Raptors are going to win, but I'm expecting a close game. So I'd actually go with the Cavaliers in terms of the spread. For sure. And um, Nate, how do you feel on this one? Uh, do you think uh, Mete is right with going with the Cavs or do you like the Raptors better in this game? I kind of like um, the Cavs as underdogs as well. Um, the They are without Jared Allen, so... Um, I guess pain presence is going to be a little bit tougher. Um, in terms of being the favorites, I like the Raptors more as underdogs themselves. When they're favorites, they tend to not really cover as much. So I think I'd go with the Cavs. Yeah, I think I might actually go with the Raptors on this one. They've gotten uh, Fred Van Vliet back. Um, I feel like this team, they're a lot healthier than the Cleveland squad. And um, yeah, they're at home, I think. Uh, I'll roll with the Raptors here. 
Uh, they've had some pretty big wins recently. I know they had that hiccup against Chicago, but they have been pretty solid. They have been covering a lot of spreads as of late as well. So um, they have been a little bit hotter than Cleveland in that span. So, yeah, I am going to go with the Raptors to win and cover here. Um, we'll get to the next game, the Indiana Pacers at the Memphis Grizzlies. Obviously, both these teams are coming off a of back-to-back, so we don't have a spread yet. But I guess uh, if John Morant doesn't play, which he most likely won't, uh, Nate, do you think the Grizzlies can still beat Indiana? Um, it's going to depend on if uh, Malcolm Brogdon plays. I think if Malcolm, Malcolm Brogdon is able to play, then I think they would uh, be able to beat the Grizzlies. But without Brogdon, I think the Grizzlies would still be able to take this. I guess, Mete, what are your thoughts on this game? I think I'll go with the Grizzlies as they're at home and John Morant did miss some time earlier in the season. I think he missed like nine, eight games, and I believe the Grizzlies only lost one of those. So, yeah, even if he's out, they're a great team. So I expect them to win that. Yeah, I definitely like the Grizzlies as well. I agree with the both of you. I think that Uh, They are a deep team. They have really improved their team heading into this season. And it's paid off. They're second in the West. I mean, one player can't drag you to second in the West. You got to have a team around that player. So um, I definitely agree. I I definitely think the Grizzlies get it done at home. Um, The next game is the Milwaukee Bucks, or sorry, the Washington Wizards at the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, The Bucks are favored by 13 at home. Matt I'll start with you. I know you don't like big spreads, but do you think the Bucks can cover the thirteen? Yeah, I'll go with the Wizards as they're playing a bit better lately. Uh, never mind, they're two and eight, but <laughs> it's still a big spread. And I don't know. I feel like uh, the Wizards should keep it close. Uh, Nate, I'll get to you. I guess. What are your thoughts on this spread? I mean, on paper, if they had Bradley Beal and they had Porzingis, I think it'd be a close game but I think without Beal um the Bucks they they've covered some pretty big spreads um it's really hard to stop the Bucks right now so even though it's a big spread I'll go with the Bucks yeah I'm not someone that likes to lay 13 points with one team but if there's any team to do it with right now it's the Bucks so I think I'm gonna go with the same side as you, Nate, I, th- I think I definitely like them to sort of beat up on this Wizards team. Like Mete mentioned, they don't have a lot of their top players right now. So the Bucks should make quick work of them. Definitely a 15 plus point win, in my opinion. Uh, next game here, we have the Chicago Bulls at the New Orleans Pelicans. Bulls are only favored by one in this matchup. Uh, Nate, I'll start with you. I guess, do you think the Bulls, uh, they did beat Toronto, but do you think this can also help them get back on track? I mean, potentially, it's basically the top three guys in the Bulls are going to have to kind of um, play hot and able in in order for them to be able to pull this off. But I think it's possible. All right, uh, Mete, I'll bounce to you. I guess, which side do you like here? Yeah, I'll go with the Bulls. They're really struggling lately, but it's not a top team. And yeah, I think... They're bound to snap their uh, cold streak. So I think they can win and cover as it's a pretty small line. Yeah, uh, this line's actually interesting because, I mean, um, 
the Pelicans have played pretty well as of late. Um, and I mean, yeah, I don't know. This kind of feels like a trap game to me. I feel like the Pelicans actually have a chance to win this. Uh, I think maybe it's just because of the way I've seen the Bulls play as of late. If we're going by trends, I think I might actually like New Orleans here. Uh, they definitely have a play-in spot to play for as well. I feel like the Bulls are sort of uh, right there in the middle of the East. They can kind of feel a bit safe. So I think it's possible that the Pelicans play with more urgency. I think I'm going to take a shot on them here. Uh, I, I know it's only plus one, but there's definitely upset potential here. And one more game to cover. Uh, Phoenix Suns at the Denver Nuggets. Uh, no spread up because I believe the Suns are playing on Wednesday night. Uh, Mete, I'll start with you. Uh, do you think the Suns can get the win here against Denver? They should, as I think Chris Paul is expected back any day now. So, yeah, especially if he's playing, they should win this. But if he's out, I honestly might go with the Nuggets, as they've been pretty like solid all year long. And I think Chris Paul makes that big of a difference, in my opinion. All right, and I guess, Nate, I'll bounce to you. Uh, Suns or Nuggets, I guess, who do you think comes out on top? I think I'm kind of in a similar position as Mete. I think with Chris Paul, you can definitely take the Suns to win. Without Chris Paul, it's a little bit closer. Um, I think depending on the spread, you could probably take the Nuggets to cover with Chris Paul out, and you might be able to take them to win as well. Yeah, I think for me, I'm actually going to go with the Suns outright. I guess either way. I mean, they're eight and two in their last ten. Um, Chris Paul being out hasn't really mattered to them as much. I feel like uh, I feel like they could actually take this Nuggets team regardless. Um, if Chris Paul comes back, like Mete said, big difference. They'll look even better. Uh, but in terms of winning, uh, I will go with the Suns. In terms of covering, if they have Chris Paul, it's definitely a win and cover for me. And then, yeah, that's pretty much the end of the Thursday game slate. Not too many games there. I guess, uh, Mete, I'll get to you first. I guess any last thoughts on, I guess, the NBA or anything in general? Yeah, uh, fantasy season's almost done. A couple more weeks left. So hopefully if you're listening, you're still in the fantasy playoffs for your league. And in terms of the NBA, just waiting for the playoffs, honestly. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. Uh, waiting for the playoffs. It's good the play-in stayed because that just means extra playoff games. Um, and it's, uh, you know, it's a great way for, I guess, teams that maybe battled with injuries. And instead of missing the playoffs, they can sort of get into the play-in and still have a chance of getting in with a healthier roster, which is definitely nice to see. Um, Nate, I'll bounce to you, I guess. Any last thoughts? I guess um, in terms of fantasy, there's been... I guess because of the in, because of the injuries, there've been a lot of um, players in deep, I guess in deep leagues that are still available on pretty much every wire that have flown under the radar for a bit. So um, definitely take a look at the waiver. There should be um, more than enough uh, people. For example, I just uh, realized Dwayne Washington just um, had double digits for multiple games. Now he's only four percent rostered. So. Uh, definitely take a look at your waivers. You'll you'll never know um, who's available. Yeah, and also keep an eye on some of these teams that are, are out of playoff contention as they could be resting a lot of their big names. 
So definitely be looking on the waiver wire for a lot of young guys. Uh, I guess going through some of the teams, the Houston Rockets, OKC, um, Detroit, um, Orlando, uh, just teams like that. Um, maybe even, uh, yeah, we'll add Portland to that as well. Um, just teams like that, you definitely want to be looking for guys that could be replacing uh, starters that are either being rested or held out for the rest of the season. So, yeah, that's definitely something to be keeping an eye on, especially if you're you're sort of down in a matchup in the fantasy playoffs and you need some guys to sort of put you over the top. Uh, that's definitely something to be looking for. And, yeah, um, that's going to be the end of Big Time Basketball for this week. Just make sure you check us out on Instagram and Twitter at FanFanPodcast. We'll be posting picks for NBA and NHL almost daily at this point. So definitely go check us out. Um, and then in terms of the podcast, we're on YouTube, we're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Make sure you like, subscribe, share, hit the bell for notifications on YouTube, leave comments, reviews, all that good stuff. And yeah, guys, we're getting right down to it. Last few weeks of the NBA fantasies finishing up the playoffs are just around the corner and we'll talk to you guys on the next episode.